who presently drew in the dust a gambling board and fell to play with a friend. Soon they forgot me. I climbed the palisade and went seeking the king. The horses of Troizen are pure-bred Helene. We have never crossed them with the little strain of the shore people whom we took the land from. When I was in with them, they looked very tall. As I reached up to pat one, I heard the horsemaster shout behind me, but I closed my ears. Everyone gives me orders, I thought. It comes of having no father. I wish I were the king horse. No one gives them to him. Then I saw him, standing by himself on a little knoll, watching the end of the pasture where they were choosing colts. I went nearer, thinking, as every child thinks once for the first time, Here is beauty. He had heard me and turned to look. I held out my hand as I did in the stables and called, Son of Poseidon. On this he came trotting up to me, just as the stable horses did. I had brought a lump of salt and held it out to him. There was some commotion behind me. The groom bawled out, and, looking round, I saw the horsemaster beating him. My turn would be next, I thought. Men were waving at me from the railings and cursing each other. I felt safer where I was. The king horse was so near that I could see the lashes of his dark eyes. His forelock fell between them like a white waterfall between shining stones. His teeth were as big as the ivory plates upon a war helm. But his lip, when he licked the salt out of my palm, felt softer than my mother's breast. When the salt was finished, he brushed my cheek with his and snuffed at my hair. Then he trotted back to his hillock, whisking his long tail. His feet, with which, as I learned later, he had killed a mountain lion, sounded neat on the meadow, like a dancer's. Now I found myself snatched from all sides and hustled from the pasture. It surprised me to see the horsemaster as pale as a sick man. He heaved me on his mount in silence and hardly spoke all the way home. After so much to do, I feared my grandfather himself would beat me. He gave me a long look as I came near, but all he said was, Theseus, you went to the horse field as Peros's guest. It was unmannerly to give him trouble. A nursing mare might have bitten your arm off. I forbid you to go again. This happened when I was six years old, and the horse feast fell next year. It was the chief of all feasts at Troizen. The palace was a week getting ready. First, my mother took the women down to the river Hillocos to wash the clothes. They were loaded on mules and brought down to the clearest water, the basin under the fall. Even in drought, the Hillocos never fails or muddies, but now in summer it was low. The old women rubbed light things at the water's edge and beat them on the stones. The girls picked up their petticoats and trod the heavy mantles and blankets in midstream. One played a pipe, which they kept time to, splashing and laughing. When the wash was drying on the sunny boulders, they stripped and bathed, taking me in with them.
That was the last time I was allowed there. My mother saw that I understood the jokes. On the feast day, I woke at dawn. My old nurse dressed me in my best, my new doe-skin drawers with braided borders, my red belt rolled upon rope and clasped with crystal, and my necklace of gold beads. When she had combed my hair, I went to see my mother dressing. She was just out of her bath, and they were dropping her petticoat over her head. The seven-tiered flounces, sewn with gold drops and pendants, clinked and glittered as she shook them out. When they clipped together her gold-worked girdle and her bodice waist, she held her breath in hard and let it out, laughing. Her breasts were as smooth as milk, and the tips so rosy that she never painted them, though she was still wearing them bare.